0: <laughs> well, if that don't crank your tractor, it ain't got no diesel. Amen. You can be seated. What, what, what should the return of Christ? What should the end? We'll just keep terming it the end. That's what everybody else calls. It. Let's just let's call it the end. All right. What should the end? What should the end do for us? It shouldn't cause us fear. We shouldn't have to go get Maylocks, we shouldn't have to go uh, get a Xanax, we shouldn't have to go worry ourselves to death. Oh my goodness, what's going on? what should it do? You know, I've been I've been reading over this and, 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 and studying this and there's basically there's basically two things, basically two things that it really should do for us. Two things. Uh, we know what it shouldn't and, and this is what the world's doing the world's falling apart and freaking out over this and wondering uh, what in the world's going on but what should it do for the saint of God what should knowing the return of Christ and the Bible says this uh, When even in the Lord's prayer he said our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us Did you notice he didn't say give us this week or give us this month he said give us this God didn't want us to worry about tomorrow. We may not be here tomorrow. He wanted us anticipating his return every day of our life. How many of y'all had a parent that told you something you needed to do or gave you instructions and something you needed to do? Uh, Gave you something to do that you didn't do it, you'd be dead meat when He got Are y'all with me? If if y'all were born before time out and all that, you know what I'm talking about. Amen? But, but, What, did it not motivate you to want to get that done knowing he was coming home? Now it's the same principle. Jesus wants us to live every day of our life as if he could come back tonight. Because guess what? He could. He could. Say, oh, but look what's happening in Israel. Look what's happening in the Middle East. Look what's happening in our country. Look what's happening in the world. Hey, everything is getting set up. Set up for the return of Jesus Christ. Now here's the deal, two things I want to share with you real quick. What should the return of Christ, what should the end do for the saint of God? First, number one, if you're taking notes, first, it should motivate. It should motivate. Say that with me. It should, it should motivate. Now everywhere that we, we see uh, Paul speaking about the return of Christ, uh, he begins to tell us about the way we're living our life. For instance, in the first part of chapter number 4, he says, Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as ye have received of us uh, how we ought to walk and to please God, so ye would abound more and more. In other words, we need to keep our walk right to please God. For ye know what commandment we gave you by the Lord Jesus, for this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that ye should abstain from fornication that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor, not in the lust of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles which know not God, that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any manner. In other words, we're to, we're to do right by each other and not cheat each other, because that the Lord is the avenger of all such, and as we also have forewarned you and testified, but God hath not called us unto uncleanness, but unto what? Holiness, holiness. It should motivate us to live our life holy. It should motivate us to live appropriately, live according to the word of God. It says in First John chapter 2, verse 28, And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence, now watch this, and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Would you be ashamed if he came sometime this week and caught you? Listen, when he comes, are we going to be ready or are we going to be ashamed? 1 John chapter 3, verse 2. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man, watch this now, and every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Now, what is he saying? Every man that hath the hope of Christ's return, when he knows that the Lord is coming, when he believes that the Lord is coming, when he is really living as the Lord is coming, he's going to do everything he can to keep himself right, to keep himself holy, and to keep himself pure. Am I right? You me tell you what's wrong with our society? Let me tell you what's wrong with the American church today. We don't really believe that the Lord is fixing to come back. We don't. We wouldn't be biting our fingernails to the quick if we really believed that the Lord was going to return. We wouldn't be worrying about the election. We wouldn't be worrying about the economy. We wouldn't be worrying about the Middle East because, hey, we're fixing to leave. Listen, I believe he's coming back. I believe it's not going to be long. I believe we're living in the last minutes of the last hour. I believe we're living in the end of chapter number 3 of Revelation, fixing a break forth in chapter number 4, verse 1, where he said, I saw a door behind me up in heaven, and it said, Come up hither, and I'll show thee things which must be hereafter. I believe that is a definite reflection of 1 Thessalonians 4, 16, the rapture of the church. I believe he's coming back. Yeah, amen, and I believe it should motivate us to act like somebody. It should motivate us to live as God wants us to live. Not only should it motivate us to holiness and to purity, it should motivate us to godly living, but also it should motivate us to gospel spreading. Say that with me. It should motivate us to gospel Come on now, get with me now. We've we got a, a bunch of people out sick. I've got a sore throat, so the more you help me, the less i got to do, all right? Motivate us to gospel spreading. What's that mean? If he comes back, he is those without Christ are going to be left behind now so oh, but they're going to have a chance to be saved in, in the tribulation there will be people saved during the tribulation but if you have heard the gospel and denied it before the tribulation you will believe a lie and be damned the bible says God will send a strong delusion and you're going to believe a lie the Antichrist is real. The Antichrist is going to be so deceptive. And if you have turned your back on Christ, if you have not received Christ before the age of grace is over, you won't receive it during the tribulation. What's the point? we got to get busy. Whatever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. If you know somebody that's not saved, let's go tell them. Let's go tell them. The return of Christ should motivate us to gospel spread. And look what Jesus said. In Luke 2, 49, he said unto them, this is when he was a young man, when he was 12. He said unto them, how is it that you sought me? Wished ye not that I must, I must, can you sense the urgency in Christ's words? I must be about my father's business. John 9, 4, he says it again as, as an adult. As an adult, he is speaking. He said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. What's he saying? I got to get done what I'm supposed to get done now because there's coming a day when I won't be able to get it done. I preached my cousin's funeral last week, last Saturday. 42 years, 42 or 43 years, I think 42 years old. Young. Young. Say, so, well, I'm, I'm going to, I've got time. When I get a chance, I'm going to. Listen, if you know somebody that's lost, It may not be the death that we're waiting on. They may be left behind. Because Jesus is coming. Preacher, what should the end do for me? It should motivate me to godly living. It should motivate me to gospel spreading. But number two. Not only should it motivate, but number two. Number two. It should minister. It should minister. Not only should it motivate, but it should minister. I don't know about you. But I'm, I'm ready to go. I, I, I said at the funeral. I said when I was a kid. When I was a kid. Page number one of the hymnal that we used. Uh, uh, down in Florida. Was this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up. Somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me. From heaven's open door. And I can't feel at home in this world anymore. You know, you know what happens with us when we get fearful is we get our tent stakes too deep in this earth. We forget that Abraham was a sojourner In Hebrews chapter number 11 uh, He is in the in, in the faith hall of fame And the Bible says that he was a sojourner He was not one who he, he was one who dwelled in tents He was a traveler He did not have a house with foundations Why? He looked for a city whose builder and maker is God That hath foundations He knew that everything in this life is temporary But one day we're going to a place that won't rust We're going to a place that won't get blown away in a tornado, we're going to a place that won't get flooded out, we're going to a place that will be permanent it will be great, it will be wonderful and God will be there it should minister to our hearts, who should it minister to preacher, it should minister to the groaning saint the groaning saint you say preacher why are we groaning, see how many of y'all can how many of y'all can relate to this, we groan for two reasons, because of the trials of life The trials of life. Romans 8.22 For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, but also ourselves which have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit, the redemption of our body. What's he saying? He's saying this. We're in pain and suffering now, but one day we're going to have a brand new body. We're groaning over pains And trials of this life Every time I go to the hospital Every time I go to the nursing home Every time I'm in a place where where A a saint of God, I remember sitting in the hospital With Michelle and she couldn't hardly breathe and, And she was in such pain And difficulty and man she was just Waiting for another breath and struggling For another breath, you know what she was doing She was groaning for another home She was groaning for that body That only God can give And I'm telling you, knowing that Jesus is about to come back it should comfort every one of us. how many of y'all have ever had a headache how many of y'all have ever struggled with the flu how many of y'all have ever had a sore throat how many of y'all know there ain't none of them in heaven say amen listen it should minister it should minister to the groaning saint we, we groan because of the trials and the pains and the sufferings of life not only because of the trials of life but because of the temptations how many of y'all could relate to this Romans chapter 7, Paul's dealing with with temptations and sin and that type of thing. This is what he says, For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. In other words, he says, I want to do right, and I mean to do right, but I keep messing up. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil I would not, that I do. In other words, that I don't want to do, I do. And that that I do, I don't want to do. Are y'all with me? Can anybody relate to that? I find that in a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity into the law of sin which is in my members. Watch what he says. Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Christ Jesus our Lord. What's the point? How many of y'all have y'all ever prayed this prayer? And don't lie, don't lie, you'll grow a nose out like Pinocchio. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I will never do that again. Come on now. How many of y'all ever prayed that prayer? And then six months later, oh God, I know I said I would never do that again. But if you'll forgive me this one, I won't never do that again. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? You know, one day, we're saved. We're saved right now from the penalty of sin. If you're a born-again child of God, you're saved from the penalty of sin. You're also saved from the power of sin. We have victory over sin. If we give in, it's our fault because God has given us power over sin. We have been saved from the power of sin. But one day when he returns, we're going to be saved from the presence of sin. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm ready. I'm tired of temptation. I'm tired of trials. I'm tired of sin. I'm tired of... Falling and messing up. I'm tired of getting angry. I'm tired of getting impatient in traffic. I'm tired of getting frustrated with things that I. Are y'all with me? One day when he returns, it's all going to be better. Amen? Listen, it should minister to the groaning saint, but not only that, last of all, last of all, it should minister to the grieving saint. It should minister to the grieving saint. Let me read a verse. Paul speaks in First Thessalonians chapter number 13, chapter 4, verse 13. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. What? What? Oh. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord that we which are alive and remain under the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep for the Lord himself, Jalen, y'all come on up here y'all ought to sing that song again. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first say preacher, I've got somebody in heaven we'll see him again God is going to bring them with him Oh, but preacher, I saw that suffering body. I saw that broken body. Well, you got to understand, that's the seed that went in the ground. But one day, the flower's going to bloom. And what went in the ground ain't going to be the same to come out. Now listen close. Listen close. Do y'all remember... Do y'all remember when Mary was at the tomb? Y'all remember? Do y'all remember that Mary was probably the closest to the Lord Jesus Christ as anybody? Every time you saw Mary, she was at his feet. She was at his feet worshiping, she was at his feet weeping. She was there at his feet. She was the closest one to him. If there was anybody that had an intimate knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ and knew who he was, it was Mary. But when Jesus approached her after the resurrection, in that garden, in that tomb, she didn't even know who he was. You know why? Because that bloodied, broken, battered, beat-up body didn't look the same she thought he was a gardener till he called her name why because what went down ain't what come up now I promise you this if you're here today grieving if you've got somebody in heaven they're on the way in just a little while I don't ever say goodbye I don't ever say goodbye I don't, you call me on my phone you know I don't never say I'll say I'll see you in a little while last Saturday I looked across the casket and I told everybody in that room I said today I'm not saying goodbye I'm saying I'll see you in a little while you know why because one day the Lord himself shall descend with a shout with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God and the Bible says those that have gone on before, He's going to bring with them. Have y'all ready for that day? Say amen. 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 Sing on.